0: Praise Father, by the sprinkling of the blood, we enter by the blood, to receive mercy, help, grace in time of me. Thank you for your blood, Lord Jesus, for our life is in your blood. Thank you. We honor you and we love you, Lord. Thank you for your blood that pours from the throne of grace and makes us whole. Thank you by your blood that we are in right standing before you. Thank you. That we are the righteousness of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for your blood that allows us to overcome Satan. Thank you for your blood that is your stripes and wounds that we are healed. Thank you. All the glory belongs to you, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done for every person here, both seen and unseen. We give you gratitude, honor, and praises Because we were near unto death, but God had mercy on it. Me. Thank you for your mercy, Lord, that allows us to enter your domain. Thank you, Lord, that we were destined to death, but God had mercy on us. We were dead to sin and dead to the world. Thank you. That's because of your blood we are free we love you Lord Jesus we welcome you here into this place you're the reason we do everything and I pray by your spirit of grace that this becomes the only reason that we serve you with all our hearts and love you until we see you again Thank you, Father. I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Life's in your blood. I declare the blood of Jesus over every person here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have you way here today, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for coming. We gather in His name. And in His name there's power. We don't come in a matter of words, we come in power. Because his name is power. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before I get started, um, I like to collect an offering for for a person here that doesn't have money for groceries and is struggling day by day. So, if you can open your hearts to bless people here that are less fortunate, it would it would be a blessing. I'm always paying attention to the Holy Spirit because we think in, we are in Australia and we have everything but there are people in this room that are struggling and God hears your cry, amen so I, I like to, no pressure I like to collect it before I start the meeting um, so I'll give you probably a couple of minutes to put whatever God puts on your heart and no pressure it's on your heart to bless people here that are less fortunate and are struggling to buy groceries and pay their rent. You'll be a blessing, amen. You can just, you can just put it. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Chris. So that's the account details, I just feel led by the Holy Spirit to bless someone here that's struggling financially. God is good, amen? Amen. Where's uh, my wife? Yeah. Rita, I'll turn it. Chris, oh, i I'll, I'll get you. God is good. Amen. He is the Christ of our (laughs) heart. I won't be long, just a couple of minutes. You know when God's church first began, the Acts of the Apostles? Nothing wo- nothing that was theirs belonged to them. Challenge for the body today. Nothing that belonged to them was theirs. It belonged to people who were struggling and who were lacking in the body. Just r- remember that. They bought they brought it first into the body to see who was lacking and who was struggling. And God is good. But that's the heart of the church, the body of Christ. Is to live like nothing belongs to us. Amen? To live like nothing belongs to us, meaning, being be willing to share what belongs to you. Because Someone here is crying to God and they're saying, Lord, I need help. And we who are full of the Spirit have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to help, amen? You must, become a, you must have a heart like this. So many people ask me, what's the key to hearing the Holy Spirit and to hear the cries of people's hearts? That is the key. When you have a heart to hear the cry of people's hearts, meaning you do anything to help them, God will let you hear. Amen? Chris, come please Thanks. Uh, come, please. Come. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We we'll just pray before we start. Okay. We thank you, Father. Lord, we lift up your daughter to you today. Thank you out of your love, Lord. You you gave her joy today, and you fulfilled the desires of her heart. Thank you, Lord, that the one who comes to you shall lack no good thing. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. That every member here can have a heart to hear the cry of your people. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Father, that we can hear the cries of other people's hearts and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We can do this all because of your Holy Spirit. But I pray that our hearts become sensitive to the cry of people's hearts the cry of people's needs, the cries of people's lack. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you today. And we thank you that we are able to share in your glory, to share in blessing others in your name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is something most of the people here, they're all Christians, I share with you. This is the key to hearing the Holy Spirit, is to hear the cry of people's hearts. Some cry can be for deliverance, some cry can be for restoration, some cry can be for needs that they need, some people cry for attention, some people cry for love. The body is meant to fulfill each, each other. And just learn this, that the key to hearing the Holy Spirit is having a heart for the people. And that's what Jesus was when he walked this earth. Amen? This is not a, just a gathering. The Holy Spirit is present with us. And we are, when we are sensitive for him, he hears people's hearts. He gives them what they need. And that's the body's role. Nothing that they had belonged to them. I'm willing to share everything by the grace of God, which we must all practice, because all your offerings that this lady received is a, is, is a love gesture from your heart towards God, but she's able to bless God now because of your obedience it's true she's crying in her heart I have nothing left and the Holy Spirit (laughs) I better stop So today today I'm preaching <laughs> a different topic. <laughs> today I'm preaching about a different topic. This scripture isn't is not is not much spoken about in the body today. But I can tell you now, this scripture makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And and I feel like this is me speaking, that we always avoid challenging scriptures that will allow us to be challenged. Right? This scripture is talking about two kinds of believers, unfortunately. And unfortunately, Jesus says at the end, the one that had no oil, go away, I don't know you. Now, now, I say this humbly. Imagine imagine all that you live for and you with all your heart believing that you're following Jesus and you've accepted him with all your heart and he comes to you at the end and he says go away i don't know you and he gives us he gives us many treasures that I'm going to speak about this is this is going to be revealed of what it means or a believer to have no oil? You have an nagging question in your heart? Wouldn't you want to know that how, do you, how do you get to that place where you run out of oil? Because all your life, let me tell you something. You're, you're receiving the Holy Spirit. You're receiving the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're accepting Jesus as your Savior. It matters for this day. We agree? we can do, we can be busy, we can declare we can have a title but everything that you have done as a believer, it's for this day, right? Are we in the greens or not? We're in the greens, right? So the most important day is that day. There are five with oil they are wise and there were five foolish with no oil and there were things that the lord showed me three i think 3 years ago regarding the scripture but now he just blew the roof out he blew the roof out of it so i can understand that does a person get to this right away does he operate in this right away does he just come to the, to that place where he has no more oil you know the scripture here <laughs> It's, 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 it's very dangerous for someone to say you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and you're saved. Because here, because here, it's not how you started, it's how you finished. And I'm going to show you today that when you understand the scripture, you begin to understand why it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling you'll begin to understand and you'll begin to give the greatest value to what Jesus has done for you at the cross. But you'll begin to understand deeper than that why the Holy Spirit was given to you. So many people say, the Holy Spirit's given to me to operate in signs and wonders and to glorify Jesus on earth. But i tell you something. When you understand this scripture, you will think... What a narrow path it is. Can I can I say that to you? I like to be comfortable and preach how I want to preach. I'm not interested in having a large crowd. I'm not interested in having thousands and thousands. What I'm interested in is that we're prepared for this day. Because the truth be told that there are believers who don't make it. There were believers, and I'll say it like this, who invested in the wrong place. So here, there are two types of believers. And thank you that we get to open up this topic before the end has come. So if you think you're uncomfortable, how do you think I feel when I start to study and the Holy Spirit shows me it? Before you get uncomfortable, I get uncomfortable. Is this something that I just open and I, and I preach? Holy Spirit, week by week, shows me. You know why he shows us his teachings? So we don't fall short. So we don't make that mistake. That's why. And this is love. This is the true meaning of love, that no one is lost. But the truth be told that we have free will. And to, to meet Jesus and he shuts the door. Now, listen to me. By the grace of God, I pray humbly that no one here gets to that place. But I'll tell you something here there are going to be believers that meet Jesus and he says, Go away, I don't know you. And the door is shut. That's written in the Bible. We can't change it. Whether you want to close your ears or you want to leave this place, you can't change it. But what you can do is examine your heart. What you can do is begin to give the greatest value to the one who's living inside of you. That's what you can do. Because if you only knew who's living inside of you, you would cooperate with him. The Holy Spirit was given to you as a deposit, guaranteeing your salvation. So what, is he really, what was He really assigned to do inside of you, to prepare you for what? Salvation. So you're going to begin to see from this teaching, how does a person get to that place where he has no more oil? It's, 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 it's something good to bring up. But it will show you, I'm not going down this place. So let's have a read. We go to Matthew 25, verse 1 to 13. And this is Jesus' words. Okay. Let's have a read. Yeah, actually, before I read it, I challenge the crowd a bit. I have the microphone. And the ones who are through little snippets, little treasures, just don't answer the question, please. So, just in one word, please, not not the whole reference, just one word. What do you think... What do you think as a believer that when the bridegroom is coming what does it really mean to have no oil in your lamp? Everyone has the Holy Spirit, right? What does it mean to run out of oil? So what do you think what do you think it's it's a it's a good topic, what do you think that he lost one of the five foolish that he lost what was it everyone's quiet now <laughs> everyone's quiet now uh one sec so No fire no what sorry fire like no no fire, yeah, okay, so no fire so it's okay, look, this topic will get you uncomfortable, but through the scripture, we'll get a good idea this is I'm only pr- preaching about one of them today. What does it mean? To have no oil. Yeah. Anyone from here want to have a go at it? Jesse, uh, can, can you can you pass the microphone, please? Uh, like the Holy Spirit, sort of, like you deplete the Holy Spirit in you. You are Sorry. Like you quench, you grieve the Holy Spirit. Grieve yeah. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Grieve, yeah, okay. So you grieve the Holy Spirit. So, so what's one way that you grieve the Holy Spirit in the Bible is when you live in your old nature. So that scripture in context is regarding when you refuse to accept the new nature of Christ, which really is a is a rejection of what Jesus done at the cross. So, anyone else? Yeah, it's part of that. So when you're still feeding the flesh, okay? Thomas? Oh, Thomas. Ooh, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you lose your anointing? You lose your anointing, okay. Yeah, Therese. Okay. Okay. Lost your faith? Yeah, good, you're close. You lose your lo- lose light? you lose the love of God? Okay, we'll get into it, okay? Okay, so there are many doors. I'm gonna preach about the first door, okay? The most important door. So can I just say something before we move forward? Is there gonna be believers who claim to believe in Jesus Christ? And they didn't go to heaven. Yes or no? Okay, Jesus says that. Okay, so let's read it together and then we'll begin to break it down. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be like likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Now, I'll be honest with you. If there's any scriptures that we have avoided as believers, it's this one. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, they called him Lord. Okay, So, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, I don't know you now we're getting deeper watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming okay so let's have a look so the title for this session is is called having no oil now how does a person get to that place wouldn't you like to know wouldn't you like to know how the believer gets to this place Let's have a look. There are some treasures here in the Gospels, and I'll share them with you. <coughs> so get straight into it. Let's go to Exodus chapter 30. I think um, Pastor Tony spoke about all you, I think three weeks ago. Yeah we're going to go deeper but a different direction. Exodus chapter 30, verse 23 to 26. This was when the anointing oil was first mentioned. Okay? Also take for yourselves quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary and the hin of olive oil. And you shall make these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony. Now, can I ask you this question? The tabernacle. Where does it dwell now? Exactly. So we are the tabernacle of God now. God dwells inside of us. Okay. So let's get some scripture. Now, this will bless your hearts. Now, what I'm going to speak about today, that anointing oil was 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 designed to prepare you for war. Okay? So anointing oil from the Bible in the Old Testament was used to anoint you for war. What type of war? Anyone here? Spiritual We don't fight flesh and blood. We fight the dark spiritual forces of this world. In heavenly places. We fight them. So our battle is spiritual. So what they used to use the anointing oil for was to anoint the soldier in in one particular armor. And I'm going to show you here. I want to show you how a believer runs out of oil. And you're going to look at yourself today and you're going to begin to ask yourself this question. And why that person? That's running out of oil. Because when you run out of oil, the rest of those things follow. And I'm going to share it today. Let's go to Isaiah. You will understand Paul's teachings from this. Look here. Prepare the table, set a watchman in the tower, eat and drink. Arise, you princesses, anoint the shield. Okay? So we've all seen this here. That we are called to anoint the shield. Now, I had a photo. I had a photo? No, that one. So that's what they used to use as their armor to protect them from all the fiery darts of the evil one okay it's it's very powerful but I want to bless your heart to show you that a person when he begins his journey this doesn't run out of oil for the sake of running out of oil it's a process it's a process to run out of oil it's a process to sustain the oil are we understanding everyone here Okay. So this is the armor. This is the armor that they used to wear, that they used to hold, and it's it's the size of this, maybe a bit bigger. And I'll go into the scripture, and we'll have a read. We go to Ephesians 6.16, but then you'll take me back to that picture. It says here, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fury darts of the wicked one. Now, what it's saying in Isaiah, Paul is speaking about it here. It's a shield. They used to anoint the shield. Okay? So, so the word shield, now this is interesting. The strong's word for shield, whoever is following from the Esod. The Strong's word for the shield, which is taking the shield of faith, it's from Strong's 2375. The word is Thorusos. soruos. Is that right, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorues. Yeah? Close. Maybe. so this is interesting because there's a double meaning to this but i can't preach it today but i'll go along the lines where i feel led okay now go back to that picture that word is a door shaped shield that word there for the word shield is a door-shaped shield. The next word is a four-cornered shield. A four-cornered shield. Meaning it was designed to protect him whichever way he used it. So it's like a four-cornered shield. Okay? So the, so the word four-cornered shield was designed to protect your whole body. Okay? Let's go quickly. And have a look at this. I just want to quickly go there, because you will be blessed by it. Now that shield, which in the New Testament speaks about the shield of faith, was designed to protect your whole body. Now we have five spiritual senses. We have five different spiritual senses that I like to speak about today. So if you can just be a bit patient with me, I'm going to quickly bring them up, but I'm not going to explain them all but I want to bring them up to you, okay? So we have five different spiritual senses. The first spiritual sense is our spiritual ears. Okay, so if you want to take notes, you can take photos of this, but I just want you to get this. So the first one is spiritual ears, okay? So we have five different components of how to walk spiritually with God. Are we are you with me? So the first one is spiritual ears, a hearing of faith, and a hearing heart. Quickly go to Romans 10:17. We just want to quickly flick, flick through them if that's okay. Romans 10:17. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Mark 4, 13, 20. Then Jesus said to them. Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes and takes away the word from what was sown in them. Others like seeds sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root... They last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes before the, of the, because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still, others like seeds sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others like seeds sown on good soil hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. Okay, so I'm speaking about the first spiritual sense of hearing. Uh, Next one, Matthew 7. just want to quickly go through them. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. So what was those virgins? So we're starting to get a bit of momentum. The rain came down, the streams rose. And the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Okay, the next spiritual sense. The second one which follows hearing is the sense of touching or feeling something spiritually. Okay, so the next spiritual, next sense of our spiritual life with God is the sense of touching and feeling. We go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 18. It says here, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch. So that's our next spiritual sense. We hear, we hear from God, we touch something that's holy. We hear from Satan, we touch something that's unclean. Are you understanding? So when you sin, you've heard his lie, you've touched something that's unclean. Are we understanding? It's simple. So this is our next spiritual sense. Uh, this is not regarding the topic, but I just want to show you where I'm going. The third one is the nose or the smell. We smell the odor of good and evil. Okay? Second Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 14 to 16. Now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph with Christ. Now it's showing us here. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So here he's talking about an odor. Okay, an odor of something that's good when you please God. For we are God, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who have been saved and among those who are perishing. the one To the one, we are the aroma of death. Meaning, when we bring truth to people, yeah, we are the odor for them. We become something that convicts them so hard. To the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? We go to the next one the next one is to taste taste to eat something okay proverbs chapter 18 20 to 21 this is just quickly a man's stomach will be satisfied see now he's eating something the fruit of his mouth he'll be satisfied with the consequence of his words death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruits and bear the consequence of their words, Psalms thirty-four, eight to sixteen. Taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. O fear the Lord, you who are saints. There is no want to those who fear Him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall lack, shall not lack any good thing. Come you children, listen to me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days, that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil. So tasting now has a lot to do with what you speak out of your mouth. It can go either for Christ or for Satan. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Next one. Uh, 16. uh, So 15, then 16. Yeah, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Now, can I share something with you? When Jesus comes to judge you, what would he bring up? The Bible says that he'll judge you for every idle word that you spoke. You know why? Your tongue was created to speak faith. And nothing but faith. Meaning, your tongue was was an instrument to speak the oracles of God. You begin to see. How much of the enemy has stolen your tongue? And you know what's common today? You know how he steals your tongue today? When you speak in unbelief. When you speak in defeat. When you speak in doubt. When you speak in fear. You never look at it like that, right? Unbelief is evil. Doubt is evil. They're all instruments of Satan. Satan. That's why so many people have trouble in their life because they look defeated, they look like they failed, they look like they're getting destroyed and they speak it God created your mouth to speak faith in every season The Bible says let your speech be seasoned with grace What's the true meaning of grace? Jesus saved me. That leads to gratitude. You must understand this. Psalms 119, verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. So you begin to see here, What Jesus wants you to speak now this is not part of the subject but you probably get something from it Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God now this is something that you're eating by something spiritual the last one and the most important one is the seeing Are we all understanding this? It's very... uh, It's so important that you understand this. Because then you begin to see from this teaching there are different tools of faith. You know, there's two types of prayers in the Gospels that Jesus prayed. He, He prayed, he had a hearing heart, and he had a faith that speaks. You know that? You know, as believers today, we we should be operating in those two prayer methods. Pray to hear from God. Hear? Yeah? Pray, to speak. You know when Jesus healed someone, he said, I saw you had faith to be healed. You know, these are these are all spiritual senses that unlocks a treasure from the Bible. Are we getting this? So the next one is our eyes. Now it's so important when you understand this one, because I'm going down this direction. Matthew 6.22 The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Proverbs 20.12 The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Now he's talking here as spiritual. Uh, Psalms one hundred nineteen thirty seven Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Proverbs twenty one four A haughty look, a proud heart, and the ploughing of the wicked are sin. Ephesians 1:18: the eye of your understanding, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Amen. So here, we will focus today on the eyes. So, can we go back to the shield? I'd like to challenge the crowd today. Is the microphone there? Chris, you can give it around, yeah? Oh, oh, Chris is. Oh, Anton, you can. Oh, Anton's running, sorry. Okay. So here, here we have the shield of faith, right? They used to anoint the oil, prepare them for war. Okay? So in the New Testament, it was a bit different they used to shield they used to they used to put their, their their shield and dip it in water so when the fiery arrows would hit their armor the flame would extinguish now that means something different to this this is a different teaching okay so here you have five spiritual senses right which one do you think would be the most effective for this one So you have five spiritual senses. Yes, the ear, the eye, the mouth. Anyone? I can't hear you. Touch? Smell? Good. So which one do you think out of all these here would be the most spiritual senses of your walk with God would be the most important for this armor? What's that? Eyes? Why? You can see? That's good. So I'll give you a picture. I don't know how I'm going to do this one. So I'll give you a picture of how effective this shield was in battle. Yes? So the person, you ready for this? So this is called a four cornered shield. And they used to anoint it with oil. You know how it became most effective? You know how it became most effective? The only way you can see the enemy is? Praying. The only way. The only way you were able to look to see where the enemy is fri- firing his targets on you is praying. Are you listening, someone? the only way that armor became effective and he was able to guard his whole body and move the way he was moving is when he was on his knees praying. You understand it? So the way that the rest of the armor worked was by the way he knelt down and he was able to steer that armor and it's his prayer life. So let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. What protected you from the fiery darts of the the evil one, yeah, determines your prayer life. Your your prayer life is what gives you discernment to see the enemy which way he's shooting. Yes. So the people. So the, let's go back now. The people that ran out of oil, one of the components, unfortunately, that they had, is a lack of prayer. You understand that? It's massive. What does that really mean for us? Lack of prayer is, is lack of trust in the Holy Spirit. Because you're praying in the Holy Spirit. So the person who had no oil, and they weren't prepared for the coming of the Lord. That's one thing. They lacked prayer. What was Jesus? He was a man of prayer. What are you? Some people pray when things are going bad. Some people pray when challenges come against them. Some people pray when things aren't going their way. Some people pray when fear knocks on their door. Some people pray when sickness comes. But I tell you now, the person who came and the door was shut, one of the major components that allowed him to not prepare for the bridegroom, he lacked prayer. Because the only way the shield was so effective to put the shield of faith so, when the fiery darts came, was when he knelt down. You see how God puts that picture? Isn't that amazing? That the only way it became effective, and your eyes are so sharp with the discernment, your eyes are so sensitive in the Holy Spirit, you can see the enemy from far, and the rest of the armor work was when he knelt down, symbolic of prayer. I can't tell you. That's massive. How the Holy Spirit let me see this? All glory to His name, but I share something with you. He wouldn't show me, <laughs> He wouldn't show me this if we need to get our prayer life in act. Because the bo- each body of Christ around the whole world are in different seasons. Yes, each b- member and body of Christ they're in different seasons. Yeah, so if Jesus was to come to you today, what would He say to you? Show me your prayer life. We're so so good at showing the fruits, but show me your prayer life. Especially when? Especially when the enemy came knocking on your door. All the rest of the armor, all the rest of the armor was held by the way he held that shield and protected his eyes of the spirit. An eye opener. It's actually an eye opener. So let me let me give this to you. The way you pray determines the way you stand. Your prayer life, if it's if it's lacking, the enemy will have the upper hand against you. Do you agree? So the way you're able to put that shield around you and see where the fiery darts are coming. Because how do they come? Night and day, he's the accuser of the brethren. They come day and night. I'm I'm sorry to say. I don't like to give him too much. But you need to be aware of his devices. And what is his device to you? You'll be alright. You don't need to focus on prayer. I'm telling you, Something, I see the enemy from far I see his instruments, his agents, his tools, his deceptions, his schemes from far You know why? Because I've established this major principle, man of prayer If you're a man of prayer, God will let you see Are you listening? He will let you see what the enemy, what the enemy is doing, he'll let you see your own heart So many people can't see their own heart it's because they haven't established Prayer. and it's just an eye opener because I had this nagging question when I first got saved I read that scripture, I trembled and I'll be honest with you, I got scared and nothing has changed till this day all the challenging scriptures, the Lord lets me see them but he shows me something he shows me something he shows me something so powerful you know what it is? I'm going to show you the next scripture. Glory to God. Because when you see this scripture, you say, wow, Jesus is amazing. But I'll read it to you. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. I want to show you what the Holy Spirit said to me today. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> it's actually hidden in the Gospels and the Holy Spirit. Oh glory to Jesus Christ, let us see this. So let me say something to you. They slumbered and they slept. They become insensitive to the Holy Spirit. They became like the world. They served their flesh, they served their sin. They served the pattern of this world, was why? is because their prayer life couldn't hold them and sustain them. The first major principle as a believer is to establish what your prayer life with God. Let me say something to you. Why we can't see what the Father's doing in heaven is because our prayer life. What did Jesus say? I only see what my father what my father is doing, I do here on Earth. Where, where did he see that? It was established in his prayer life. I only hear what my father speaks. Where was that established in his prayer life. But, but how do you pray? It's all by the Spirit. I can't tell you how much I invested in this because I knew I can't stand. Only spiritually I can stand. But I know this. When you know something, you know to guard that, the most important aspect in your life. Yes? How much do you guard your prayer life? How much do you guard your prayer life? How much do you guard your alone time to pray to Him? Ask yourself this question. Let's see this. This will change your direction. And it will allow you to fight from a different attitude. Yes? Read it. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Now, can I say something to you? Where was he praying this prayer in the Bible? Where? Which place in the Bible? Gethsemane. What's Gethsemane mean? What's Gethsemane mean? Where oil is crushed. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to anoint your oil with shield. I'm going to anoint your shield with oil. Yeah? Where did where did our shield get anointed? Where did our shield get anointed? When Jesus prayed. He is our shield. He is our fortified tower. He is the head over all. So isn't that coincidence? Did Jesus put that there for no reason? Can you see? I'll show you what he meant from this. So the anointing of the shield, yeah? We overcome Satan by the blood. He is our shield. But look here. In Gethsemane is where the oil is crushed. Where? Where? In the attitude of what? In the attitude of prayer. In the attitude of prayer, what happens? the anointing rises in you. Are you getting this? Or are you sleeping? The anointing is aroused in the attitude of prayer. The anointing was aroused in the attitude of prayer. The anointing is where the olives were crushed. Yeah? Where the olive was crushed and the And they used to use it as a soap and rub their whole body with it. Are you listening? So when you have an attitude of prayer, what does the anointing do? It becomes your whole shield. Let's see this. I'll show you this little treasure Holy Spirit showed me today. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Now he's talking about watching. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And said to Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter temptation. Temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Next. Again, a second time he went away and praying, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came, found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping? Resting now. You know why? We fight now out of a place of rest. Do you see this, anyone? Or you just think it's put there for no reason? He saw them. He saw them. Their eyes were heavy. He saw them restless. They couldn't stay awake. Now he said, you're sleeping now, but you're resting. Why? We fight out of a place of rest. We fight out of a place of victory. We fight out of a place of seated now with him in heavenly places. We don't fight for the victory. We fight from that place now. Why? Because that anointing shield that was anointed, yeah, they saw it. They saw Jesus. He is our shield. But what's that mean for us? It means he becomes our shield when we inherit the attitude of prayer. That's where the anointing is crushed. How? Your prayer life. Your prayer life determines where you go as a believer. You know that? That's why i always in an area of fasting and prayer. Because my prayer, la- prayer life determines where I go as a believer. Why you're not moving because your prayer life? I'll tell you this now. All the seeing, all the hearing, all the tasting, it's because the prayer life, it's established. You become a place that's well fed. There is it a coincidence that he sees them resting now? He's showing them now that the anointing shield they saw it with their own eyes on the third time. Third time? Third time? On the third day he rose. You see how it links up with everything that Jesus done? He said on the third time, on the third time you'll be resting. On the third day you have rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I get excited because the Holy Spirit shows me that He had to say three times that prayer because on the third day He will rise from the dead. Then your rest will be given to you. You have rest now in Jesus. Yeah, but how is that built up and matured in you? Your prayer life. Your prayer life becomes like a place of a river. And like a river, His streams flow more and more into you. But it's interesting why they lack no oil is because their prayer life wasn't established in the Holy Spirit. And if your prayer life's not established in the Holy Spirit, how can you overcome the flesh? How can you destroy the flesh? Your your natural senses will be more, more dictating, governing than the natural. You'll be unfortunately you will lean more to the flesh than the spirit. The Bible says, "Walk." in the way of the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. How is it established? Your prayer life. So, we'll go to one more treasure before I finish. Are you ready for this? I wanted to preach this from the beginning. That's how excited I got. We all speak about King David, right? Yeah? What did King David do? Big list, right? Big list? Big list. Don't put that scripture yet. Okay, so can everyone tell me what King David done? Everyone tells you how much he was a man after God's heart. What did he do? Adultery? Lust? Murder? Yes? And Come on, someone. Tony, say something, Tony. Murder, lust. He tried to hide everything he'd done. Anything else? I can't hear you. I can't hear you, sorry. Lying, lying, kniving. Okay, I've never heard that word. Does anyone ever tell you how he got there? The Holy Spirit showed me today. You ready? Praise the Lord. Does anyone ever tell you how he got there? They tell you he's a man after God's heart. They tell you that he conquered, he fell, he caused every type of sin. Does anyone tell you how he actually got there? The Holy Spirit showed me. I'll show it to you. Go to 2 Samuel. Now, look here. It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all of Israel, and they destroyed all the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. What did David do? What did David do? Yeah? What did he do? I, Renee, I challenged Renee last week and she got it. He was meant to be in battle praying. Can you see? (laughs) The Holy Spirit showed me how David fell. He lacked prayer. He lacked prayer. Look, it happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Job and his servants with him and all Israel, And they destroyed the peoples of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. Next. Then it happened one evening, as it's getting dark, works of the flesh, the enemy starts firing his fiery darts. He couldn't stop it. Why? Because he wasn't a man of prayer. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house now that's symbolic of satan's imagination the roof is talking about the pride it's talking about the carnal ways it's talking about your ego isn't that interesting that he couldn't he couldn't fight off satan he couldn't fight off satan's imagination because where does he attack us first our minds he couldn't fight Satan's imagination through his minds and through his desires, which we all go through. Why? Because he didn't go to prayer. is no, interesting? That when the devil comes against you, take up the what? Shield of faith. That you may stand that you may stand against that evil day. What was King David doing? You know, the Holy Spirit showed me that that was the beginning of his fall, is the lack of prayer. He was meant to be in battle. But what was the real problem? He lacked prayer as a man of God. That changed. But what is the beginning of someone falling? What is the the meter? You you falling, look what followed. Adultery, lust murder, look what happened, covering up his axe, evil upon evil, what was the root, what was the problem, he lacked prayer in the spirit, because what actually protects you, praying in the spirit, you built on the most holiest faiths, praying in the spirit, so what was the problem with King David? No one ever tells you why he fell. He wasn't a man of prayer. If you can get this, your life will change. If you can get this, your life will change. What's prayer designed? What's prayer designed to do for you? Anyone? What's prayer in the Spirit designed to do in your life? From that shield of faith, what can you learn? Anyone here? Heavenly wisdom, amen. Amen. Protect you. You start to see your greatest protection mechanism is what. Is what your prayer life. You know, in in your prayer life, you get to hear every sensitive beat of God you get to see the enemy from far where you can begin to shield yourself when he comes you know that and it's so interesting that the armor it's only so effective when you kneel when you're in the attitude and posture of prayer now can I say something to you do you want to be that person When you come to that place, and he says, go away, I don't know you, you'll know that I didn't just get there. I didn't just get there. I stopped praying. And what happens when you stop praying, yeah? There's nothing to protect you anymore. Your prayer life was designed by God to actually protect you. Why? Because that's when the Holy Spirit's active in your life. Jesus. Now look at this. Jesus started his ministry with? Jesus started his ministry with? Prayer. Ended his life with? What sustains you to the end? Prayer life. Why so many people are wounded and injured? And struggling, battled, hurt, broken, defeated, empty. Why? Because their prayer life. It's true. So King David in the beginning fell to every desire of evil and gave way to Satan. Why? Because he wasn't a man of prayer. Let this be embedded in you. Let this be embedded in you. That if you want to stand on that day when Christ comes, where you're so sensitive, in full assurance, in confidence that you are awaiting him, and you are in that season where you're prepared, especially at night when evil is rained and targeted at you to indulge in the flesh, to live for the world, to live for Satan, you can be sure that it begins with prayer so many people treat prayer in a selfish way but god designed prayer to protect you you know worship was an, was a was a tool a tool to overcome satan prayer it was a tool from god to overcome satan so your prayer life is not, to, not meant to be something that you ask it's meant to be something that is designed to worship and to be in that place where you're so sensitive to the holy spirit believe me so one of the major one of the major aspects that allowed the five foolish virgins that had no oil one of the common denominators of them falling and going and indulging in the rest of the world in the rest of the sin lack of discernment was what they weren't men or women of prayer because if you are in tune in prayer then you have eyes to see if you're not active in prayer you're blind the enemy attacks us from the outside yeah attacks us from the inside So think about it today. As a brother, I tell you this. The Holy Spirit is dictating every meeting. Are you a man of prayer? Are you a woman of prayer? Prayer was designed to protect you. For what day? For the day when the Lord comes. The Holy Spirit was given to every believer for one major day is for the coming of the Lord. So think about it today. Does my prayer life have to change? Am I in tune in the spirit? The reason why I'm not seeing, the reason why I'm not hearing, the reason why I can't taste, the reason why I can't smell, it's why your prayer life, it's not sustained. I've learned every day to walk with God. What does it mean to walk with God? Pray and be with Him all day. You know what that means? I'm not in an attitude of giving and receiving. Or praying to receive something. I'm in an attitude of prayer. Why? Because in the way of the Spirit, that's how you must walk. If there is something so important for us to understand, is look at the pattern of Jesus' life. He started His ministry with prayer. He finished he finished his life with prayer. Think about it. What would allow you to stand? One of the major components today of having no oil is your prayer life lacking. That's why so many people don't have discernment to get out of the world. That's why so many people don't have discernment to get out of sin. What does the Bible say? If my people would humble themselves and what? Pray. Everything begins in the attitude of prayer. Think about it. I tell you the truth. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for giving us this teaching, but it's there to change your life. Amen? So, having no oil, they lacked prayer. So, bless you all. Like to pray? Stand up, please. thank you jesus the good news is is when the eyes were heavy on the third day when he rose again <clears throat> we can we can be at rest now meaning we're fighting out of a place of rest are you fighting out of a place of rest because if you don't understand that yet then you haven't understood the cross you're victorious now because on the third day Jesus rose from the dead. You need to know this. Your victory is in Jesus rising from the dead. He said on the third time he prayed, on the third day he rose, your your rest is there. Isn't that amazing? Nothing was done. But I share with you this. The body here, especially, especially in our midst, It's lacking this so much. Why do you pray? Think about it. As a believer, why do you pray? I pray to to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Why do you pray? I fellowship with the Holy Spirit day by day. Fellowship. Not to need, not to want something. I fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Out of that place comes everything. That's the difference. Because when I'm so in tune in fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit, He tells me what I must do. I'm not pushing or forcing anything. He tells me what I must do. This is the key. Pray to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Pray to walk with God. Pray to be with Him every day. Your heart will never fall into trouble in this area. But I tell you the truth, are you men and women of prayer? Because it has to change. Because your, your prayer life determines whether you see how to break free, how to detach from sin, how to detach from the world, and your prayer life determines how far you go with God to glorify Him on earth. It's up to you now. Are you a man of prayer? Are you a woman of prayer? Or are you selfishly praying? When things come because that's not genuine faith so let's pray we thank you father in the name of Jesus Christ we worship you Lord and we give you all the glory we thank you father I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every person here and I thank you Lord For your victory that allows us to be victorious. But I pray, Lord, that give us the grace by the power of the Holy Spirit to pray in you and through you and for you. Thank you, Jesus. Give us the grace to pray in you, through you, and for you. Lord Jesus, I pray for this grace to be upon every person here today that we will be found with no oil meaning the lack of prayer i thank you father in the name of jesus christ i command every person here to be restored healed and delivered now now thank you jesus thank you father I worship you lord thank you father i pray lord that by the spirit of grace and in the mighty name of jesus christ that you grant us the desire to be men and women of prayer just to worship you and to seek you with all our hearts amen amen